Okay, keep going. Yeah, sobre. Yeah, the pleasure is ours. We are just simple travelers looking for appliances. Hello and welcome back to What You Talking, a Kim's Convenience podcast. And today we're going to talk about sneak attack. And joining me is Ruby. Hello. And our special guest back from three episodes of season one, we have Lizette again. Yay. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for having me again. No, it's always awesome to have you here. And as I said, you, you you helped us cover like three episodes last time. So it's totally awesome to have you back. And uh, yeah, so since this is the first time we have you for season two, uh, what are your thoughts on season two overall? So I wasn't as big of a fan as season one. Oh. Um, ooh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> So I'm not saying, but I'm not saying the quality was not as good. Like I found, like, I think it's an excellent show, period. Mm -hmm. And I think the quality is good and the acting is good and the jokes are like, it's a good quality show. I don't think that has reduced at all. But um, obviously the second season is different, right? Because they're not introducing the characters anymore and blah, blah, blah. And so I think. Amanda um, mentioned this before that it's more about character development, and mm. so that's not. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. But so that's so it's style. I mean, it's just preference. So so there's a few things that I'm missing from the first season, and I think mm. one of them, though, it's just my impression that in the first season, you know, that whole thing that lots of series do, where it's like that. Um, Will they, won't they thing? Will they get together? Won't they get together? Right. And so, and they, they set up that tension and you're wishing every every um, episode and you're expecting, okay, what are they going to do with this one? Except for it's not Sha- Shannon and Jung that I'm talking about because you know how much I hate Shannon and Jung. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about Jung and Appa and there's always some mm. tiny little... Up a junk. Oh, are they gonna talk again? No, they don't. Oh, look at that. Oh, so sad. You know, like every single <laughs> episode was some tiny mention of it in one way. So I would always go back to see, okay, what are you gonna do this time? Oh, no. And this one I didn't find they did as much. But I right. think it's because if you do it too much, it's too much, right? But mm-hmm. it's the thing that I really loved about it. So, and so that was number one. Number two, what I miss is Awkward Shannon. And I know it has to have some <laughs> character development and she right. has to move and change and grow. And obviously you have to do it. But I loved Awkward Shannon. <laughs> She's <laughs> the best. She's so awkward. And so like the first season, there are times where I couldn't watch because it was so awkward. Like, oh, I can't even watch her do that. It's just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely loved Awkward Shannon. And so she's not that much. But mm-hmm. the third thing, it's not something I'm missing that I'm actually noticing. And I don't know if, again, you know what we need is writers listening into this podcast. I, I have so many <laughs> things that I want to ask the writers. Is I think Same. they hate. I think they hate Janet. Like, I literally oh. think they hate Janet. <laughs> <laughs> And this is what leads into this episode okay. about them hating Janet. I don't know why, because I think the theme of this, again, maybe I'm making up all of this stuff in my head. I'm just going to make it all up, right? <laughs> but in, this is what I think they were doing, is it was a theme about pushing the boundaries of what right, or morality, oh. like what's right and wrong. But okay. they didn't use APA, because APA was always doing something kind of slightly wrong, right? Right. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> Kimchi's always like trying to break the rules. He's like a rebel. But right. what they did was do it with 
Amma or mm-hmm. and Janet and mm-hmm. a little bit of Jung, a little bit, right? So Amma was doing something illegal, but just only a little bit illegal. <laughs> <laughs> only for friends. Just a little and just a little bit, but just but it's illegal, right? But and you don't kind of expect it because she's quite conservative and she loves the Jesus and blah blah blah. So you kind of go, ooh, she's a little bit walking on the wild side, right? But yeah. and then Janet, of course, was kind of taking advantage of this girl <laughs> to get free tickets and stuff. <laughs> and then Jung was basically taking advantage of his mom. And his reasoning was always, well, she wants to do it. She wants to do it. La, la, la. Right. So everybody's kind of, and all of them are kind of called on it a bit. Like, right. you know, you really shouldn't. Yeah. But the only one who gets punished is Janet. <laughs> Everyone else gets away with it. You know, Jung gets his um thing, freezer. his freezer, and the mom yeah. gets her, well, uh, nothing really, nothing bad or good happens to them. It's just, it is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But Janet's like, oh, you liar and you're so bad. And she gets humiliated in front of her brother and kimchi and everything is bad. And everybody hates Janet. I'm like, you know what? Give her a break, man. <laughs> everybody was breaking the rules a bit. She's mm. but the only one who's getting punished. And I mm. swear the writers hate Janet. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I have agree with you. I have disagree with you because by the end of the episode, everyone kind of got something that was coming to them. Like, for example, Emma, by the end, uh, she was somewhat embarrassed or somewhat publicly, at least, embarrassed dealing with Appa and the cops at the same time. And Jung... Uh, of yeah. course, in Jung fashion, although he won, he also lost because clearly the freezer can't run in their apartment. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, supported. good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. So they got some. Yeah, it's true. Theirs was a bit more subtle. You're right. Mm-hmm. So they did get that's I never even thought of that. That's true. So I just feel like they really don't cut Janet any slack. I just yep. feel as though she always gets the full slap in the face and I just feel kind of bad oh. for her even though sometimes she's kind of annoying <laughs> <laughs> well as as annoying as 20 year 20 year olds usually get but uh yes, yeah exactly so why don't we dive into the episode a bit sure. uh so as I usually do I cover the intro and then this time as you pointed out uh it kind of breaks up into again three parts I called them uh number one Jen not herself Ooh. uh the other part, hopefully, the good half of the cow. And uh, exclusive number one, Korean face cream. Only $70 a jar. <laughs> <laughs> so so why don't we talk about the first part, uh, Janot herself, uh, or Janot herself. I thought we were talking about the intro. Janot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. The intro. Uh, oh. So uh, the intro. Uh, okay. So number one. Uh, sneak attack was probably one of my favorite episodes of season two. Uh, I could easily say usually half or at least two thirds of the episode I'll enjoy and one I'll kind of just brush over, but I enjoyed all three different parts of the episode and it, I, Going into the intro, it's one of those intros that do tie into the story, of course. Mm. Uh, they're dealing with the freezer, and Appa's all happy. He's got the new <laughs> freezer, um, and he's trying to get rid of the old one. But I got to ask a question. Why did he do it that way? So he, what he did is that he took out all the stuff from the old freezer, puts it into his own freezer upstairs, mm. and then he puts the soup or whatever into the ice his box. His own stuff outside to the ice box. Yeah, because yeah, the engineer in me thinks, why didn't he just get a cooler Stuff it with some ice, possibly from the ice box, and put like the old stuff from the old freezer. Because you have to buy an ice uh, a freezer. Oh no, no, no. Uh, 
what is a that cooler thing? a cooler that's what that thing's called and I, it might not fit no i imagine that they probably have i'd imagine that appa has probably made some more bad fiscally bad decisions like he did with <laughs> buying 100 bags of like road salt or buying crystal pepsi um that he probably <laughs> has extra coolers <laughs> it's just pepsi but it looks clear oh really yeah. everything's the same yeah oh. exactly the same okay oh but the most important question is what kind of soup did umma sell that guy for 12.95 <laughs> <$12. laughs> it's not that outrageous to be honest if you're if you're downtown toronto and you're getting soup from all the fancy soup places, like for instance, Soup Nutsy, buying a bowl of soup costs you like $10. Absolutely. And that's not a bowl. That was a whole box. Like it was a meal enough for like two people probably. So twelve ninety five seems kind of like a deal. Maybe Would not you- in that part of the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would you buy a thing of soup for twelve ninety five from a convenience store? Not me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, so- you know, it's hard to know because, of course, I always read into everything. Yeah. And I always read into the fact that they're considered a main, like a little community group of people, uh, yeah. of the Kims, right? right? And so I'm quite sure if it were me and I knew the Kims and I saw food, I'm like, ooh, she's making stuff and she's selling it. I want to try it. I would spend money because it's homemade. <laughs> that would be me. That would be okay. me. So I would probably okay. spend money and I would probably think, oh, it's homemade. It's worth it. So, because it's real Korean food, not this crap that, you know, just whatever. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the, uh, you bring up an interesting point about, I guess, a lot of the culture, recent culture, that a lot of people are doing like uh, two-door gl- deliveries of groceries. Yes. And yes. Uh, yes. sometimes they'll uh, deliver food but also sometimes they're just delivering the ingredients and say here you go mm-hmm. make your own food here are the fresh ingredients for this one day's worth of food yeah well, i think they, they send it to you in multiple days no and they it's don't expensive. deliver to you every day it's yeah, very expensive. expensive yeah it's like it's premium. expensive it's like so, yeah yeah so what umma needs to probably do is have an umma soup service that sells 1295 <laughs> soup that delivery fee so probably closer to twenty dollars maybe thirty dollars for friends and fifty dollars for uh, babies and customers if you think about uber eats it's not cheap (laughs) yeah we pay we pay we lazy people (laughs) we pay for we pay for convenience (laughs) so just for the rest of the world who may not have uber eats what is uber eats because this is an international show. Oh, that's a good but point. But is there no Uber all over the world? I don't know. Everywhere I, I've known people to travel to, they've had Ubers. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you. know what? They don't, they, uh, they bylawed it out of Calgary, but whatever. That's oh. Another, that's another story. That I did not we don't, know that. We, don't actually, we actually don't have Uber in oh. Calgary. Do you have Lyft? <laughs> No, I don't think we... You know what, truly, do I know? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I know that we don't have Uber, and I don't think we have Lyft, but we might. Mm. I've just never used it. But it's definitely not a mainstay. Like, you don't... Though, Calgary is also one of those places where everybody has, like, eight different cars or something crazy like that. So oh, no. nobody... But you don't... You don't uh, when you're when you're downtown, and I'm like, oh, I gotta get here, or I gotta get there, mm. someone goes doesn't ever say to you, oh, why don't you just Uber it? Like, you never hear that. It's just mm-hmm. not a common thing okay yeah something happened something happened i can't remember with the mayor and the councilor something something about bylaws and now we don't have it yeah so what's uber eats again though basically yeah 
um, you can order from like all these restaurants that are part of it. And then Uber, the Uber, Uber drivers oh, basically just goes yes. and picks up your food for you and delivers. Yes. You, but they add the surcharge of like $5 fee or whatever yes. it is that it's going to cost them. I, that's right. I've heard of that. I had definitely. Yeah. Heard so with that, why don't we jump into Janot herself? Yes. Um, so one really funny, quick observation that I made, like, when they cut between, I guess, the different parts, they have those little scenes of Toronto. And this yes. part they were showing, I guess, a TIFF background and uh, people lining up, people walking on the street. One funny little thing that I noticed is when they showed people walking down the street, sometimes there's like, uh, well, there's a lot of construction going on in Toronto all the time. Yeah. And uh, sometimes uh, to cover uh, the sidewalk, what they'll have are these kind of gated areas. There's a name for it. Darn it. Yeah. I knew the name. I forget what it is. But if you go back and watch that part, you'll see one guy as people are walking by. He's doing chin-ups on the bar, oh. pull-ups. And it's like, <laughs> that is so random. <laughs> that is so Toronto. I'm going to go back. I did not see that at all. Yeah, I did not I, see that at all. I totally didn't notice it till I was taking notes. And I'm like, okay, I really better pay attention. It's like, what the heck is this guy? <laughs> I bet so, you, you go could go there and I bet you someone would do it. You would be doing it at that moment. That I'm going to make it a mission in summer to do that and just see if anybody what? does anything or says anything. Because you could just see people walking by. Nobody's turning around to look at this guy. Oh, no, no they wouldn't. Not. Because, you know, we all go weird. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Moving on now. <laughs> So Janet trying to get into the whole TIFF situation. I won't go into it in detail, but yeah, it was super hilarious for me. Yes. Totally relatable for me. But before I get into my story, have you guys ever used an accent to get out of a hairy situation? I have pretended not to be able to speak English. Not actually did the accent, because my accent sounds, I can't do accents. They suck. You can tell I'm just faking it. But um, have I just kind of smiled and went, ah, 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 and walked away? And they're like, oh, she doesn't understand. I'm sorry. Like, they could, you could see them feeling a little bit guilty and me going, ah, I've done that many times. It's like, sorry, sorry. Because I've just spoken in pure Chinese. If they spoke English to me, I knew they weren't Chinese. And you've done it. The other way too. When I have people done speak it the other to, way, yes. Speak to Chinese and you just speak pure English. It's like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, excuse me, sorry. And then I look at them all innocent, like, what? What are you saying to me? Yeah, I've done it. But no so accents. What, <laughs> so what what uh, hairy situation were you trying to get out of when you spoke Chinese? Just curious. It's usually not hairy. It's usually just like salespeople or like walking uh, in a mall and they're trying to like do surveys or something and I just yeah, don't feel yeah, like yeah. speaking to them. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. the whole speaking in English thing that Mike's talking about is because for whatever reason, when we go to restaurants, people keep speaking Chinese to me, particularly Mandarin. And I have no idea why. And <laughs> it's like, why do you assume I speak it? Number one. Number two, we've had many occasions where they would speak English to everyone else at the table. And when they turned to me, they would start speaking Mandarin. <laughs> and I was like, what? What do you, what, why? So then I would just respond in English and <laughs> let them continue on in English with me. It's like, I don't understand. Are they trying to compliment you though? Like I always understood that to be, hey, you're my, you know, you're a, you're, you're part you're of part- my peeps. Yeah. I always understood that to be that. 
No, no, I, I can- never felt it like that. I have no, I like, I have no idea because I don't know what they're thinking. But yeah. <laughs> I always thought, I, th- I always thought that was why they did that to I me. No and idea. then I'm looking at them, going, "I am so sorry <laughs> to disappoint <laughs> you with my." And then they get angry, and then I go, really? "You know what? I'm yes, they do. They get angry, and then I say, "You oh. know what? I'm half." And they go, "Oh!" And then they look at me tragically because I'm half. <laughs> and then, and then it's it's almost like it's it's okay. Okay, I understand yeah. your your suffering. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I totally get that too, especially uh, dealing in Chinese or Korean situations. <laughs> it's like, oh, you speak Korean? Uh, no, I'm half. Oh, half Korean. And, and you know, the Chinese people are, you, I'm, I'm not going to try to attempt the accent now, not on, <laughs> not on my podcast, but yeah, same sort of thing. But the funny thing is the Koreans are always like, oh, half Korean. Is your mommy or daddy Korean? And it's like, <laughs> Uh, my mom, and then they're like, "Oh, then you do Korean." <laughs> they they automatically assume I'm Korean. So yeah, that's funny. I've I've gotten. Does it Korean matter if times. it was your mom or dad? Like, I, is it? I don't know. Is there an I, actual judgment of whether I, I that think, makes I, you better or worse? <laughs> <laughs> I think either way, they would have probably yeah. said, "Oh, you're Korean." I it's just so. just in my experience dealing with Koreans, like typically, they just want to know. I think. Yeah, typically yeah. they just want to know that hey, you're actually Korean, not just saying you're Korean. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, for myself, trying to use my accent, I have used it, particularly when I get phone calls that I don't want to really take, (laughs) particularly from very, very, very uh, persistent people. These people will not go away until you've convinced them that you're not at this number. So, oh no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are the people that I'll usually use the accent. Uh, I had to say though that Andrea's accent was pretty solid in terms of, uh, I guess, a point of view of somebody in our generation, second generation, imitating somebody from the first generation, especially her mannerisms. There's some very uh, little micro expressions that she does like the pausing and going oh hmm but i wonder if she was doing that because she was trying to think oh crap how do i say this with the accent but even the way she did it though is Mm. very it's very korean okay at least in my point of view Mm. Um, not not apparently from her mother though that's a terrible (laughs) accent nobody who speaks like like that that. that's the most terrible accent (laughs) (laughs) that's why i'm so curious what somebody speaking a different language who's pretending to have an English accent sounds like now. <laughs> I wonder what I would say. Like, I don't sound like that. <laughs> I wonder if I would say that. Like, if someone's speaking French with an English accent, I'd be like, I don't speak like that. I'm like, I probably do. But <laughs> you know, it totally happened one time with my mom, sort of like that. So I, it, just like what happened with Janet, I was... I guess it must have been another phone call or something. And mm. as I'm hanging up, my mom's just like looking at me like, what are you doing? She's like, and I told her like, I needed to get rid of that person. They weren't hanging up the phone. And she's like, you know, I worked hard for you to have good education here. And you're, you're speaking in an accent. You should have proper English. Why would you do that? And, you know, it's kind of like I'm saying, you, that is terrible accent nobody sound like that but i feel like for umma she was just kind of like are you making fun of me because i don't sound like that more so than like 
I brought you up. I came to Canada just so that you have a better education. So why are you speaking with an accent? I think anybody who's done this kind of thing has mm. probably had some sort of similar talk oh. by their parents. <laughs> I mean, probably not for you because, I don't know, you can speak. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you're not really in that same category. <laughs> and I don't speak with accent either way. <laughs> so, I, I think it's funny when they, they take us... Um, I shouldn't call it a small thing, but they, some things that we don't even notice become so symbolic for them. It's, it's mm. so symbolic. How could you do that? <laughs> like one of the things is when I didn't um, get a picture in the paper for something when I was in high school. Not kidding. Mm. Not kidding. My mom didn't talk to me for a day. What? Like, <laughs> she was like, how? How? You work so hard. I Like how could you not take the glory so that I could show it to all my friends. (laughs) Like it would, no, she didn't even that. It's not even that not showing her. It was just something so symbolic to her. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think I'll ever understand it, but I just find, and I don't know if that's an Asian thing, but I'm pretty sure it is because you know how we're all crazy intense. <laughs> but it's just like our children, we just pour our hearts into them that when yeah. they do something that is cons- feels like an insult or a betrayal, it's, how could you? I will kill you. I will kill your father. I will take my revenge. You know, they make, I'm just, you know what I mean? It's yeah. so yeah. intense. It's dramatic. So anyway. Yeah, and Kip's kind of covers that as well. Uh, remember, I think that goes back to season one when Janet's... Uh, I don't remember the episode exactly, and I sh- really should after doing all these notes and episodes. But, <laughs> but like, uh, Janet kind of takes for granted, or Appa sees that Janet takes for granted of, you know, going to art school and being yes, supported by her parents. And Appa's kind of like, thank you, one? me, for yeah. giving to me... <laughs> For being such a great you, right? And that 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 kind of remem- reminds me of your story right there. That's the episode yes. where Janet took, uh, she got the award for pictures, or she got the best mark for her pictures, and then she had her whole portfolio, and then Appa starts selling all her pictures. Yeah. Yes. Right, Janet's yes. photo. Yes. Yes. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when I was watching this episode, I'm thinking, so Elena walks into the store, and I'm thinking there, what are the odds that she's going to pick that exact convenience store to go, right? The thing is... she's she's, never been there. She's never been there. Okay, so between TIFF or the TIFF light box and uh, Kim's convenience is a 30-minute walk, okay? So arguing that she lives around there or around the store, between that distance, there's at least 30 convenience stores. I Google mapped this. I'm I'm such a dork. There's at least... There are 30 convenience stores and not even counting grocery stores because all she picked up was a bag of chips, right? (laughs) And she happened to go into this one store. So assuming that she had to pick a convenience store because she had some sort of religious reason or something, that's like a 3% chance that she's going to actually end up at that store. So here's my challenge to that. They never said that. No challenge. Next. They never said that Janet was waiting at the TIFF light box. You just know it's the TIFF light box because we live in Toronto. <laughs> uh... Yeah. So looking at the building, it does yeah. show some things that kind of resemble the CBC studio. It's got like yeah. the nice square pillars mm-hmm. and it's got the designs on the pillars. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't. So Chris, who's 
another fan. He can probably correct me. So whenever you hear this, Chris, you tell me where that location is, and then <laughs> I'll look up the actual amount of variety stores in between there. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, going into that, how did Elena not pick up that Janet was faking? Because Janet kind of she kind of hops back and forth between it. Every time she's feeling a bit guilty, she goes back to being janet or and every she's feeling like oh my gosh she's giving me something for free well every time yeah she's going she feels like she wants to take advantage of the situation she switches back to janot yeah <laughs> right but then it, it's so flaky at some points it's like it's really obvious of course for the comedy's sake of comedy mm. but it's like how did you not pick up this accent or but a fake I mean, accent like, sometimes certain words some people can just say well even though they have accents like seriously, I um. Well, there's so many things. One of them is we always have to suspend belief with this show yes, because some of it right. is silly. But one of the other things is if your first language isn't English, you don't pick up accents as well. Because oh. yeah. I don't realize when someone's faking when they're speaking French. Like I'm not realizing that they're not oh. that they're doing something. I I don't notice. And then when they fake some kind of um, Quebec French versus the Quebec like the France French, I can't French. tell. Oh. I can kind of tell, sort of, because they start doing these weird things with Montreal and <laughs> stuff, but not really, not really, because it's very, I can't tell. So, okay. so I wonder if they're trying to say she didn't notice because it's not her first language. So she didn't mm -hmm. realize that, that Janet was totally. No, oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. I, I never thought of it in that regard. Yeah. Because at the same but... time. Yeah. She also loses her accent <laughs> when she got really mad and started yelling at Janet. <laughs> That's what I, I noticed. Did I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm going to have yeah. to watch it again. That's hilarious. I told Mike that at the first time and then Mike was like, no, she didn't. And then when we rewatched it recently, he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, hilarious. I agreed with you the first time. That's you hilarious. were questioning it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I, now I'm going to have to watch everything again. Does anyone ever lose their accents? I wonder, like yes. accidentally. Oh, they yes. do, hey? I, I do notice <laughs> that there are points that Paul and and uh, Jean do lose their <gasps> no Korean way. accents. But then noticed. again, that's from me who's been listening to Korean accents like most of my life, right? Right, so, right, right. Uh, for example, when... Uh, what episode is that? That's date night. So when they're talking over that last dumpling that's on the table, she mm. says, I want the last mandu. She, she, it sounds very Jean and less umma when she's doing uh, that. Wow, that is subtle. I do. Yeah. I don't think I could ever even <laughs> pick up that. It's that's subtle. But like you said, it's experience too, right? Yeah. What you're used to and blah blah blah. And watching this thing like a billion times. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hard. I think I'm not. I think accents are hard. They yes. are hard. Absolutely. So to keep like I'm always shocked at some English people from England who speak normal like sort of American English. Mm -hmm. I'm always shocked. When you find out, you know, the one I was shocked about was Christian Bale or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know he was English. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's American. You're like, no. I'm like, crap. How did they do that? There's some people who just have the talent, which yes. is, yes. I think Andrea Bang has that talent. She's good at accents, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another one I got to give props to is Sujit. Uh, mm, who plays yes. Mr. Meta? He does an excellent accent. Oh, he does a person, really good accent. I know. I know. Yeah. 
we just recently saw him in a play called The Men in White, where he he play he says this is like one of the first or only roles that he has that he doesn't have an accent and he's just him basically. Well, oh, a really, really angry him. him. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we really enjoyed the play. Mm-hmm. Like he was like one of the only characters that didn't have an accent. He yep. played a cricket coach uh, in Toronto, and uh, he was like the coach of the team. And he was born and raised in Toronto, and yeah, yeah. And what was so, it called? Something. Yeah, I remember you. The Men in White. About, the yeah. Men in White. Okay, so is he a bad guy or a good guy? Uh, or is he Mister Meta? <laughs> I think he was a good guy. Yeah, um, he, he's, he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really good. It's uh, it actually just finished its runs in uh, a week ago. So as we're recording this, this is November. Uh, but uh, yeah, he just finished his run, and the whole cast was actually really great. We just noticed mm. another cast member in this other show called uh, The Indian Detective, starring Russell Peters, <laughs> uh, on Netflix. On Netflix, yeah. yeah. So that's where we're catching all our shows now. Where everybody's catching Kim's right now. I saw so. two <laughs> characters. Oh no, one character's from Kim's oh, and one character's yeah. from the play. And the yes. girl who plays uh, Marlo in uh, the person at Handy, at Handy, the one that Jung takes an interest in, and then he blows <laughs> oh, her off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 she's in the show too. I'm so glad that a whole bunch of people are getting more exposure. This that must be because of Kim's community, surely, because you know. Or maybe they've always been around. We didn't notice them, but I feel yeah. like they're getting <laughs> more exposure. <laughs> it's probably a bit of both. <laughs> One of, yeah, a bit of both. I mean, at least they're getting a little bit more exposure now. That's it's nice to mm-hmm. see because they're all you know Canadians yes. trying to get by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny that the uh, fridge. So we're we're jumping back into the episode. Sure. I found sure. it. I found it funny that the fridge kind of added some friction <clears throat> between Janet and Jung. The freezer. Uh, yeah. For example, uh, yeah. Sorry, the freezer. Um, for example, Janet kind of makes a bite at at uh, Jung, saying, "Oh, you know, you, oh yeah, Amma's the fr- favorite charity, exactly, <laughs> going to Amma's favorite charity." And then Jung comes back, is like, "They pay for your school, they pay you to work here, they and you live here rent free." But you know, at the time though, I found. I guess I'm being really technical here. It's like at the time she's not actually living there. I guess she could have rebuttaled that. But yeah, but <laughs> she did live there a lot longer than he did. He was out since he was. Isn't it just like a sibling rivalry, sibling argument? I don't have siblings, so I'm asking the two of you guys. Hmm. Well, I feel like, well, I, I feel like it's so multi layered. You could you could dive into it a lot. So eventually I think they will. Cause yeah, yeah. I think si- si- that whole, um, it doesn't happen between me and my brother, but, um, it's different because it just is. But, um, mm. so it could be a sibling sibling thing, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of, he left and there's all that pain and stuff yep. that it turns into either anger or closeness. Cause I see mm. both. Cause sometimes yeah. there's just a lot of anger and resentment, but sometimes they're closer than, like it's really touching because mm-hmm. they seem closer than other siblings. Yeah. So I feel like they're both just conflicted and yeah. all just sure. messed up. Yeah. Mm. So ending off Janot uh, is my favorite scene <laughs> of this, this bit <laughs> is the simple travelers. That line yes. killed me, slayed me because is, of course is, you is got Janet. It must be everybody's sim. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. Of course, Jan is trying to play around with like this scenario, this totally awkward thing. Like, yeah, and they help out and not say anything. Yeah. 
and they just take freezer and go. And then, like the funny part, at first you see Jung play along, and it's like, "Whoa, your accent's just way off, dude." Yeah, yeah, I was like, right. <laughs> and then you got kimchi. He just goes far out there. It just he takes it the next step. It's like out in Mars. But. They still never explain if kimchi really is Korean or something else. Well, he says he's got a cousin who lives in uh, in Korea. Yeah. You could have family living in the States and they're not American. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always thought he was Korean because he said something about... Oh, I thought, you know what? I'll have to go back because I always assumed that was the case because there was something about growing up and they, he'd come over for... Oh, you know what? I could be wrong. I always assumed he was. He's not, obviously, he's not in real life. I'm just saying, in the show, I could have sworn they had actually stated that, but I could be wrong. We debated it. Yeah, we debated on another episode about the last name. Oh, you did. His his mom's last name is Han. And uh, in another, uh, a friend of ours was saying, well, Han could also be. Han is. It could be Chinese. A Chinese yeah. name as well. So, I mean, we won't really know until we meet Kimji's mom to know yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's true. It's or, true. Well, probably not his dad because he's not in the picture. If he gets a spinoff, <laughs> the life of Kimji. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, you know what? It might have been just my assumption because they named him Kimji. <laughs> but yeah. then I guess, what Korean would name their kid Kimji? <laughs> that is true. Well, and you know what? The though? actual spelling either. No, that's true. Well, and yeah. I guess the the main thing though is I think they keep these things open so that they have some room mm-hmm. to play mm-hmm. with it later yes, on. I would assume. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, fun fact is, if you want to see Andrew redo that scene, yeah. <laughs> so I found out from Twitter that uh, he actually did a number of accents as he was doing those takes. Mm-hmm. So he would change up the accent every time. So if you do want to see other accents that he does, you can watch the blooper reel, which is on the Facebook page. Or if you buy the DVD, it's on the... the extra content. The extra content. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And another funny thing that I noticed is that if you look specifically at Jung at as that scene is going on he has like this weird facial he's expression like, what like the hell? and he almost <laughs> looks like he's going to like laugh because like oh, he, i have to see that I he, did not he watch goes that. really serious when he's like yeah that's right <laughs> and then after when like andrew's like coming in with this like we are simple travelers <laughs> And then you can see him. He's like slightly smirking and like, I don't know what's going on, man. Yeah. But that could also be like a natural reaction. Like if it were in real life and you were finally help, like you were helping your sister trying to sneak through the situation and then your friend just starts doing something completely like, what? I wonder what the script probably would have said in that kind of case. That's true. If it was like, just be serious. And then at this case, it was kind of an accident. So it was kind of like, Okay, we're going to keep that because it just looks funnier. It just worked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, this is why we need writers listening to this podcast. So they can weigh in. Explain. This I would is, love... is exactly what I meant to do. I would love to interview one of the writers or a couple so of would writers. I. It would be oh awesome. Nice to see the script. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into the next part. I called it, hopefully, the good half of the cow. Um, of course, <laughs> we learn here quickly that Ajuma Day involves... 
doing Jung's laundry, cooking, cleaning, and flips his mattress every couple of months. <laughs> Dude is spoiled. I know. Spoiled. I don't and think that I am quite sure is very common. Yeah. You think so? Don't you think? Maybe, maybe Asian parents. Yeah, I can see. Um, like let's that. say somebody living at home. I could see, you know, a twenty-year-old. Their mom is still doing all that stuff for them. Wow. Well, I remember <laughs> when I was in university that um, one of my friends' moms, when they would travel like four hours, they would oh. bring freezer freezers full of yes. food that they would stick yes. in her. <laughs> like, yeah, like they would. And oh my goodness. Anyway, so I just think it's pretty common when they're. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she could have. I was totally jealous when I saw like that spread of food that she left there. Like it I know. contained so much stuff. I mean, she could have sold that stuff for twelve ninety five. I think it would be a lot more than that. Well, twelve ninety five per thing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you could have sold the babies for twelve ninety five too. Sure. So, uh, I'm gonna get take a look at their freezer, and she gets a glimpse of their bachelor life. You know. It's not so much a bachelor life if she's always there to cook and clean and do their laundry and flip their mattresses. And that's why I said they're spoiled. Like, seriously, she writes his name on his underwear. Yeah, I don't understand that. Well, Kimchi explains it, you know, so we don't get confused. How do they get confused? They don't look the same size. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Kimchi likes it tight. But Kimchi did explain. At one point, he's like, I can't remember which episode he was talking about something how we're so close. He's like, we even share underwear or and, or toothbrush. And then like, John was like, you are my underwear. And that's why he writes his name on the underwear or his mom does. <laughs> well, his mom does mistakenly thinking that kimchi, will, that will affect the way kimchi chooses, which it doesn't. <laughs> exactly. I got to give big credit to like Gene and Andrew, especially Gene for this, like within the scene, because her hitting kimchi on the hand felt like, an, well, I guess any ajama just stopping somebody from touching yes. something. Yes. So funny, the slapping of the hand. And at the last one, that expression that she had on the last one, and it's like, whoa, what did he do this time? <laughs> the yogurt is expired. <laughs> You know, when he goes, ow, I'm pretty sure it's sincere. <laughs> ow! Like, I'm like, the that outtakes, looks like that hurt. The outtakes, he did he did get hit by her, and he was going to eat. Like, if, if you have the DVD, on the outtakes version, there was that same scene. And then he was like, oh, wait, we're rolling? Because <laughs> he was actually going to eat something. <laughs> so I don't know if they took part of that. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I wonder if that wasn't there and that when they did it, when it wasn't there. And they, they just, just added went, it in. <laughs> oh, that would have been funny. See? Another question for the writers. <laughs> <laughs> so we jump in a little bit later. And I, I got to say, Kimchi has some epic lines this this episode. I mean, we, oh we bought goodness. half a cow. Let's hope it's the good half. <laughs> I get the meat. You get the freezer, and we let nature take its course. <laughs> and finally, this is about my best friend, Hizapa, and a freezer. 
Oh, boy. Because he absolutely has no ulterior no motive. He just wants to make sure Jung is getting together with Appa. Oh, dear. He's hilarious. I always wonder how much is improv because a lot of it sounds improv to me. <laughs> I so, just, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this also gives some insight into probably how Kimchi as the ass man is going to be treating Terrence. Oh, because boy. he's ordering around. He's taking his Costco card. He's telling him <laughs> to go get bags of ice. Without giving him money. <laughs> Poor Terrence. <laughs> I think he just wants to be like part of the group. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to see how the dynamic changes or if the dynamic changes at all. I mean, it's pretty good how it is, but I'd like to see how Terrence kind of changes over time. Maybe we find out he's really a jackass and that (laughs) Kimchi actually puts him in his place to be Terrence. Hmm. It's hard to know. We'll have to see. But I think I think it will be more that I, I what I was thinking is because they like to always turn it on its head and mm. Kimchi's always mean to Terrence and then suddenly something will happen yeah. and he'll help him and not only help him but sacrifice something for him. That's how I'm mm. seeing it because that's mm. what they always do. <laughs> you turn it, they turn it on the head and then you go oh and then you cry. <laughs> That's really sweet. No. Anyway. So, of course, closing off that part is uh, they finally get the freezer. And Hmm. the funny thing is that they've had the meat sitting out there for a while. Like they Isn't say that funny? That That's exactly day, what it? I thought nope, about. <laughs> it wasn't the same day. So they got it at night because it was still dark. Then Terrence is like, you know, they, he, got they the tell ice. to get the ice. And then it was so the, the next, next day, day yeah. they go to get the freezer. Yeah. And then by the time they get the freezer, bring it in. It's, so it's the less next than 24 hours. Or it could be 24 hours. Yeah, it's about 24 hours. Let's just say meat can sit in like a cooler with ice. I don't know. And they do have a fridge. They could have put the meat in the fridge, too. Mm, I guess. I didn't think about that. I just figured that they kind of left it all out and about because their fridge is full of Amma's food. And then they just had the ice and put it over boxes or something. No, I'm sure kimchi like knows better when it comes to his food and his meats. And that's why. I don't know. He He ate that expired yogurt. (laughs) He thought it was still good. Honestly, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, ooh, that meat is gross. (laughs) 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 What did they do with the meat? That's gross. But it's true. Logistically, it was probably... It's probably possible, but that was the first thing I was thinking. Maybe the next episode is going to be them sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just trying to take care of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's a good thing they uh, wrote their names on their underwear. They may need that. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I don't think you can see that. <laughs> oh, gross. 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 I'm too much of a visual thinker. No. Take it out. Take it out. Take it out. So the last part we cover is, of course, uh, one of the, well, again, I love all parts of this, but uh, the face cream, the sneak attack face cream. And uh, it starts with, you know, my favorite duo. We got Mrs. Lee tag team, which is played by Christina Song. And she, whenever she comes on and she's interacting with Emma, you can kind of feel that they're, in in my mind, that they kind of feel like they're real life friends. Whenever (laughs) they're together, it 
you know, they kind of feel like two ajumas or two like moms kind of talking, gossiping, <laughs> all that kind of thing. And whenever they're together, they're kind of scheming, right? Yeah, the last absolutely. Major, the or last they're major t- um, um, gossiping. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> Sorry, um, what were we going to say? Yeah. The last major time that they schemed was to get Jung and Grace together, right? Oh, that's right. Maybe because they're that. so close, right? And in, in the story, they seem really close if they're trying to get their kids together. And uh, one of the funny lines that they drop as they're passing over the 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 bottles of uh, face Canadian cream to each other, customs. yeah, no pr- <laughs> problem at custom Canadian custom. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy! Oh my gosh! That's a you know what? One. Like, I, I kind of found some truth into that. I mean, I hope that I never get detained after <laughs> saying this, but every time I go into like U.S. Customs or whatever, I always have like a billion problems. I don't know. They just probably don't like my name or something. Um, but yeah, and even other places in the world. But like whenever I come home, come back to Canada, it's always just walk through the gate. Like, yeah. hey, how long have you been gone? A week. Okay, go through. What? Yeah, exactly. You're not, you're not going to check my bags? Okay. That's, that's not necessarily true. I when I went to New York for like three days, I think it was just a weekend. When I came back, um, they put me into another line, and they were gonna check my bags. So the lady started to unzip like my luggage, and she's like, "So where did you go?" I'm like, "Oh, New York, like New York, New York." And she's like, "Oh, what did you buy?" I'm like, "Oh, I bought towels at Macy's because they were on sale." And she's like, "Towels?" I'm like, "Yeah, I bought like three towels." And she's like, "That's all you got?" I'm like. Yep. And then she starts zipping my bag back and giving it to me. You know why, though? It's what? because, especially with the Chinese last name, crossing the border, they expect you to, especially from Toronto or Niagara area, crossing the border, going to Buffalo, buying a whole bunch of coach bags, stuffing it in your car or bag, and then coming back. They're like, what did you buy? I bought nothing. I just bought cheesecake. Yeah, right. <laughs> Word then coach bags. <laughs> Uh, but not not so much now because their dollar sucks against the US dollar but uh, that's another story (laughs) that's yeah (laughs) it's a whole other rant so getting into the business aspect of some of what they were doing of course uh, we learned that Amma she bought these uh, face cream things for $10 a pop and uh, she ended up selling them for $50 uh, you know to avoid well she probably would have had to sell it higher, but of course she didn't want to deal with the shipping, the tax and duties and all that. So I, I did a thing called Amma Math. So I said, <laughs> okay. So she made obviously a $40 net per bottle, right? Mm-hmm. And assuming that uh, uh, Mrs. Lee gave her 10 bottles, that would have been $400. Now let's say she did say that she was doing this for five to seven years. Let's say it's <laughs> seven years. So she made 2800 bucks. During the seven years selling face cream that she pocketed, which, you know, it's, it's, it's pocket money. It's not a lot of money, but it, it's nice. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel illegal at this point or anything. Now, of course, uh, when Appa gets involved, uh, you notice a sign that says exclusive number one of Korean face cream, only $70 a jar. And, of course, you can see he's marked it up. So he has now a $60 net, and he says that he sold five in an hour which holy shit that's that's quite a bit who the hell are these customers right (laughs) 
Because, I mean, he says once he finds out that Uma's been selling this cream, he's like, better do more favors for more friends, friend of friends, stranger, baby. <laughs> right? So probably sold it to five babies at this point. Oh, boy. So $60, $60 markup on five in the hour at alone, he made just $300 in that one hour. Plus... Uh, if you look at how the jars are stacked, it looks about <laughs> to be eight or ten. So let's just say, for argument's sake, it's ten. So that is another. If he had another hour, let's say, and he sold that, that would have been another six hundred dollars, which totally would have been like nine hundred bucks, just because Appa marked it up. <laughs> and yeah, and then he got the choir to pull crap ton after that. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, Mike, you're a big nerd. <laughs> yes. I was like, he did all this math. It's not a lot of math. But mm. second of all, it's a good point. It's like, this is why I can use that was that whole thing about how about that theme about how she tries to just skirt the line. Yes. But then Appa has to go over the line. <laughs> go <laughs> big or go on, home. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just trying to figure out why is it illegal? I'm not I, I wasn't understanding. Or is it because they bought it and they didn't pay duty? Or no. because there's something in it that makes it illegal? Uh, that yeah. was so, the part I didn't... <laughs> I don't think illegal is necessarily the right word. So a lot of like skincare and things like that, um, they might not let into like Canada because of our like health health codes or there's certain ingredients that we might just say no to. And this happens all the time. It's, it's actually really common. Like if you go to Sephora.com versus Sephora.ca, there's yeah. many different things. And I mean, the States is right beside us, but you can't, you can actually buy it if you're in the States and then bring it back with you. Like if you said you used it, then they don't stop you. But Maybe. commercially, they're not allowed to import it. Maybe Lizette can kind of explain it a bit better. Like with drugs, of course, drugs <laughs> are sort of the same thing. They need to be like FDA approved and stuff like that. Because I guess oh, there are a lot of Asian I stuff. I see what you're saying. Like it might not be something, it's probably completely benign. But if there yeah. hasn't been regulation or the regulation hasn't approved it in that Yep. There's probably exactly. nothing wrong with it, but if and if you're using it personally, it's not a big deal because that's just your own risk, and you you take your risks as they come. But yeah. if you're wanting to sell it, oh, okay, because I was going, yeah. how can a face cream be illegal? What is wrong? What is yeah. it having a crack? Like what? <laughs> I never understood <laughs> what. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That totally yeah, so there's makes nothing sense. wrong with it. I get it. I get it. But get it. selling illegal face cream <laughs> not so legal. But here's the thing, like, yeah, would it be illegal? Selling it? Yeah. If she had used no all idea. of that personally, I don't think there would have been a problem. But okay. selling it, that's another thing. Because, like, I don't know, like, if you go on eBay, you can buy all kinds of stuff. <laughs> oh, that's true. So, like, and, like, that that's a public forum. They could People can get arrested easily on those, no? You can have babies, but you can't sell babies. <laughs> That's very different. That's like human trafficking. <laughs> you know what? I have. I don't know the rules enough to even know it. But I would also imagine it would be very hard to enforce. There's probably True. lots of laws out there that are very difficult to enforce, and they just some some things are just accepted as is. Mm -hmm. I have no idea though. I wouldn't know myself. 
But that's interesting. So that's why I think it's funny when they're just freaking out about the cops, when in real life, it's not like they would care or do anything about it. (laughs) Yeah. Like they probably wouldn't ask because they wouldn't know that that particular face cream is not allowed to be imported and shipped into Canada. Like, right. Like who who knows those details, right? Exactly. I didn't even understand that this was illegal. But I love how they walk into the restaurant trying to to look um, innocent. And they look so guilty. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Salisbury steak. How is it? (laughs) Like, what? And it doesn't help that, uh, you know, they're under all this pressure. And number one, they're they're gang of Korean traffickers. They come in late. And then number two, they're all just being like, okay, I'm mob boss. I take an envelope. Okay, everybody, give the face cream. And then no, all these people. The stuff. Yeah, take out the stuff. And then takes it out and dumps it in this like little suitcase. Easily 50 oh, bottles in there. And if we're doing up a math again, no. that ends up being like $3,000 that they could have pocketed. Well, minus the $100 because again, or wait, it'd be no minus 120. I did the math wrong here. So yeah, so they would be making two twenty eight twenty eight. Wait, wait, why are we minusing? Yeah, I just because ask. they gave two bottles away to that cop. Yeah, but they're only worth $10. Of potential sales, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the business like I side said, of it. Mike, you're a big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Mm. We're both going. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but like, if you looked at the amount of people that were in the choir and how each of them had a bag of like, I think six, it doesn't look like it would have fit into their two little like carry-ons. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or at least to me, it didn't look like it would fit. Hmm. Maybe they're Korean-sized. Who knows? <laughs> but the other thing is, weren't they going to pay them a finder's fee or something? They must have owed them something, right? Oh, no, they oh. bought it from them. But they must have bought from... Like, they must lose something, right? For mm-hmm. having to buy it. Well, they if they went with Emma's price of buying it for $10 a bottle... Um, well, maybe they just bought it at cost as a favor to a friend. Because he said that he knew this Tony Yang guy pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then he just got everybody else to mule it over. <laughs> and like, six <laughs> bottles per person in like their suitcase. It doesn't seem seem like it would take that much space or room or affect anyone yeah, too much. Yeah, you definitely right? can't put that on a carry-on though. <laughs> yeah, because it's cream. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. That so was, side- I think that was the funniest part of that show. Yeah. <laughs> I do. So sidebar, I was so happy to hear, like on TV for the first time, hearing <laughs> happy birthday in Korean. Like seriously, it, just on a serious note, like it was so, like I never thought I, I would see something like that on TV, like hmm. on, sorry, on North American TV. Yeah, totally. Singing, totally. singing happy birthday in a foreign language that I, I'm familiar with. <laughs> Right, <laughs> that you're familiar with, and it was done correctly yes. by Koreans. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it was done well because it was a Korean choir. Choir, <laughs> yeah, from That's Seoul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pastor Nina's line uh, about the oh, shoot. until I saw the spelling of it, I, I thought, have to admit I thought they were black. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, sound the same, not same thing. <laughs> I love her. 
I love she's, that. Yeah, she's so, hilarious. I, I love all of them, though. They're really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks again for joining us, Lizette. Thank you. This was fun, like always. So if you have any comments, <laughs> questions, or stories to share, email them to whatyoutalkingpodcast at gmail.com or tweet me at MikeUN82. And now a message from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Gerard from 1-800-K-TOWN-BOY. Do you have appliance that you need to get rid of? All you need to do is point and let nature take its course. Give us two hours anywhere in the GTA and we'll be there. Call 1-800-K-TOWN-BOY. We are just simple travelers looking for appliances. Until the next time. Okay, see you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do it and I even practiced. It always sounds like a question. Okay, see you. (laughs) I do do that. You're so right. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Okay, see you.